I've been watching loads of videos. This uh, YouTuber guy who does it. He's like a, I started watching him doing mini motorways videos because he's a, he's a civil engineer. Hmm. So he plays like mini motorways and talks about how it's unrealistic compared to a real motorway planning system. <laughs> well. Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. You're joining us on the YouTube stream. So hello, wave everyone, wave, Russ, wave. That's why they're here. Hello, thank you very much for watching. If you are listening to us on the podcast, on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, whatever you're listening to us on, thank you very much as well. You are definitely in the majority, but next time, why don't you use your eyeballs instead of your ear holes uh, and uh, enjoy the stream because we suffer for our art um and suffering is okay every now and then a little bit what do you reckon guys just a little bit i don't know if you can call sitting around in a room not being bothered by anyone and whinging about pop culture suffering exactly i know but you know when you live the celeb when you live when when you live the celeb lifestyle like us you know it's just this isn't fun this is work this is this is just work for me i mean i just i don't enjoy this at all um no i'm kidding of course i enjoy this you are joining us on a nice podcast we're going to be looking at some of the news uh obviously there's the new uh trailer for spider-man no is it no way home yeah uh, which looks absolutely brilliant spider-man spider-man phil spider-man 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 uh no way home which looks great so we're gonna have a look at that in a bit of detail uh the 1.3 patch is out for cyberpunk so i'll pick that apart at some point just to say that you know things are getting okay and on track uh and various other bits and bobs as well that we're going to look at i'll just do a quick pass just to let you know who everyone is russ say hello hello russ uh dan say hello hello (laughs) and i am tom hello dan i'm gonna hand over to you because we're gonna do the nows oh there's just so much to talk about so much news to talk about uh i don't know where to start really just so much news just too much news maybe maybe too much maybe just call it quits maybe just uh just sack it off now yeah just uh, that's it thanks very much for watching <laughs> yeah. the too much time on our hands podcast too much news so yeah no why don't I we got, start I got, I got some news sorry i'm, I'm playing i would enjoy okay. if, if at 10 o'clock one night they just said there's there's just too much happening we can't. Dan, you've lost the news. I wouldn't blame them, to be honest, at the moment. I thought, I, just can't, I can't deal with this. Too Look much. it up yourself if you want to know what's going on. <laughs> Dan, yeah. you've lost the news. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you something that happened. Gamescom happened last week and we haven't discussed it yet. Mm, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. There's something we can talk about. We can do it. Yeah. Thank fuck for that. Um, so uh, it's... it's um, Big things from Gamescom. They announced Halo's release date, which I think is December 7th. December right? 7th, 2021, yeah. which, right. to be honest, considering it was pulled forward from like the end of 2022, I am mystified as to what happened there beyond the public relations uh, say. I, I think I they think. were just going like the other way of like, just tell people it's been delayed by 15 years. And then whenever it comes out, they'll be delighted. Yeah. Yeah. There's another game that could have uh, learned from that, isn't there? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Phil says, "Don't worry, guys. I'm here, and your massive faces are on the big screen. I'd have a massive yes. face most of the time as well, so yeah, it must be extra massive." My wife big, tells me that I've got a massive face, big friendly care. face. Yeah. Um, 
Games, isn't it? Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's Halo. That's what we were talking about. Halo got announced uh, at a specific, particular date. Um, uh, we still haven't seen uh, a campaign gameplay trailer, and we got told that we're not getting Forged to kick things off or co-op mode. So I'm, I'm less bothered about that, but I know that Forge is a big deal for the sort of modding and hardcore multiplayer community. Forge is just fun, isn't it? Like you, it, it was like that first kind of... You just... You've got this big arena, do what you fucking want in it. That's where Griffball comes from as well. So. Yeah, but like where I would spend six hours getting one crate to sit on top of another crate and then piling up a load of explosive barrels and then blowing them up, going... <laughs> Other people creating quite complex, you know, real interesting gameplay. I still love that Griffball came from uh, Red versus Blue yeah. and was literally a throwaway joke in one episode where someone said, uh, this game's this game's what it's um it's better than Griffball, and you know the character Griff's like oh god I hate Griffball or something like that, and of course it's, it never got expanded, and then suddenly they created a version of it where you just have to plant a bomb on a base, and it became Griffball, which <laughs> yeah, uh, what a series, what a series. Red versus so it was in Halo Three, yeah. wasn't it? In the in the Forge in Halo Three, they they built a a griff ball arena as mm. one of the as one of the sort of things that you could build it. And it was the exact specification because before they'd done it by piling up crates and things to to form the arena size. Yes, and it was um, it, isn't it? It's, it's you got the bomb and everyone has hammers. Yeah, <laughs> that's basically that's the rules. Yeah, uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, Dan, no forged, no campaign. Um, not not from launch. It will, it will be uh, in eventually. Um, it's no no co-op campaign. It will it will have campaign. It will have a campaign. We just haven't seen it yet, which is a little yeah. Suspicious. Uh, uh, oh, I don't know. The multiplayer looks really good fun though. Uh, mm, 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 mm. Well, it is strange though, isn't it? I mean, Halo games often for for a lot of people rested on the single player campaign. You know, it was you know I know the multiplayer becomes the enduring part that lasts forever and and people really get, but the but the campaign was all about the story and they fucked it up in Halo Five. And they didn't do the best job with Halo 4. So, and also Halo Reach. Halo Reach was a good story, but you know what? I just, we deserve a good Halo campaign. Deserve a good Halo yeah, campaign. Yeah, Reach was good, but it suffered from that thing of, well, we know what happens. It became a who can have the noblest death competition. Yeah. And of course, they're called Noble Team. Yeah, a bit on the nose, guys. Come yeah, on. a bit on the nose. Bit on the nose. Halo, Halo Halo was just a bit boring, to be honest. Samey environments and shooting roboty things is not as satisfying as shooting non-roboty things. No, I also found that it was just mental. I couldn't really focus on what was going on in that story. I didn't really get it. Like the librarian was there. No, you had to and you other had people... to like go deep into the wiki to really get an because uh, this the didact pops up and you're clearly meant to be like, oh, oh, Jeff, it's the fucking didact. But what you're actually going is, well, who's this knobbly bastard? Didact? Don't have a clue. Well, like, dick a normal. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with you on that one. Um, I, I did come away from Halo 4 feeling very disappointed. And I, when I, I, I have to confess, never ever actually completed the Halo 5 campaign. Because I got to I, the point I got about where four missions into Halo Five. And I got to the I, point I, where I Cortana it. comes back, and it was just like I'm, I'm done with this. Like, no way, she died, and they made a whole thing of it in that last previous game. Uh, so, what the fuck? Mm. 
Mm. I, I Hard pass. Halo 5. Halo 5 was just utter shite. Um, Halo Reach is good, and I, I like... I, I don't like that we know what's going to happen, obviously, but it does play into it quite nicely. With the oh, you know, it's, it's it's good. It's just no. It's you not you made your bed, Russ. You're going to lie in it now. So you know, mm. yeah. <laughs> I believe I did say it was good. Ah, did you? I, th- I think I, I did. I think. No, I let's think... change it. It's, it's awful. I hate it. <laughs> oh, shit. I don't like it. Um, I have actually. Uh, it's my camera is sat on it at the moment. Is the Halo Reach limited edition box with the the little journal that they made up. There's a collectible journal, Dr. Halsey's journal. It's, it's awesome. It's such a good read. It's got some really good shit in there, actually. It's got some really good stuff. A lot of people cool. don't don't notice it these days. I, cool. I, I quite enjoyed Halo 4, I'll be honest. I thought Halo 4 did a, did quite a good job. I'm, I'm suffering from serious mask beard. You can see there's a ridge there. Oh, it's the worst. Um, Oh, the pain of being irresistibly masked. I mean, it could could be worse. It could be COVID, <laughs> I suppose. But uh, yeah, the the, the um, uh, yeah, I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed um, <clears throat> Halo Four. Not as much Halo Three. Halo Three for me was the pinnacle of everything in terms of like multiplayer, in terms of like single player campaign as well. Yeah, I mean, also Halo Three <clears throat> filling the sweet spot of my available time to sit on the Xbox playing multiplayer. Yes, I think. I mean, I think that's the key, isn't it? Really. Yeah. So you know, I'm I'm never again going to be able to spend hour after hour after hour just yeah. going through multiplayer matches. No, uh, it, it, I've got I've got it. I've managed to get it all out. Look, here it is. Here's the bubble wrap with the I've got that one. Yeah, with the journal on the inside. Which actually, I don't think I've ever opened because I bought two of them. One that I could play with, and one that I could keep pristine. And I think this is the one that I'm. I try to keep pristine. Oh, I was but expecting yeah. that to be like a little leaflet or something. But no, it's like a, it's a full blown. Yeah, it's a full it's blown really thing, good. and it's got loads of. It's like a proper like old style kind of feely sort of box with like loads of stuff in it. Like there's all sorts of bits of. I'm just going to tip them out. Oh fuck! I shouldn't have done that. Um, <laughs> oh shit! Okay. Uh, all right, everything's out now. That is um, pretty cool. But yeah, it's got stuff like. John's biometric data in there. Um, some of his blood works, which are pretty cool. Um, Dr. Halsey's pass card was in there. A UNSC oh, pass man, card. That means you can get in some really like secret shit, man. Yeah, a yeah. really cool Spartan badge, which is actually like embossed. That's actually proper like embossed. Ooh. And then various sort of files and all these kind of things and a uh, maps and other bits and bobs, pictures of like planets and solar systems. It's brilliant. It's really cool. They really went to town with it. That does look really good, actually. Yeah, it's well worth it. The journal itself is a really good read as well. It talks about like Dr. Halsey's relationship with Jacob Keys and the fact that Miranda is her daughter and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's uh, well worth it. Uh, well Miranda is Halsey's daughter. Yep. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and they shared custody, but she took the name Keys because she didn't because uh, she didn't really know her mother. She um, punished her by taking her last name by taking her father's last name. That is genuinely these days. All you get in a special edition is a, a limited edition cosmetic skin. Yeah, in the game, which isn't something you can tangibly touch. I like to tangibly touch things. Famous for it. Yeah, man. Um, Infamous, even. There we um, there's some chatter. In the chat, um, Phil says, 
don't worry, guys. I'm here, but I've done that one already. Uh, Paul says, Dinara O'Hanrahan, Rahan, Rahan. What's that from? So it's Peter O'Hanrahan, Rahan, Rahan. Yeah, Peter O'Hanrahan, Rahan. Yeah, day to day, isn't it? Oh, yes, that's right. Yeah. Dan says, Halo, is that a new IP? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Jamie says, was the last Halo released on the 360? No, it was. Was it was Halo Five no, it was really a one. On just just on the one? No, it was one. Yeah, Halo Five wasn't on the three sixty. You can tell because it, it kind of goes with the, 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 the Xbox One because it was shit. Um. So and um, Phil says I actually enjoyed Halo Five. I hated the floaty robots in four. I I couldn't stand robots, Halo yeah. Five. I I I every time I'd play as Master Chief, I'm like, yeah, I'm loving <laughs> this. And then I'd play as Agent Lock, and I'm like, oh. Um, uh, I, think, I think the problem with the robots in Halo 4 is you didn't get much in the way of like feedback. You just sort of blasted away at them until they exploded. Yeah. There was no sort of sense of them like jumping into cover or <clears throat> reacting to being shot or anything like that. Probably quite realistic for robots, but not very satisfying in a gameplay um, situation. Gears 4 suffered a bit from that as well, I thought. Um, yes. Yeah. Paul says Master Chief and Big Blue Titty Monster are the only marketable faces of the franchise. They have to be in it. Yeah. Like you can't you, you, you can't do Halo. Which was good, yeah. Although Jack says everybody's still sleeping on ODST. Firefight was an absolute highlight. Yeah, it really was. ODST was great fun as well. And I've got to say the campaign for ODST was a really nice take yeah. uh, on the Halo universe. I mean, mm. setting it in the destroyed well, or under siege Mombasa, mm. New Mombasa was yeah. Pucker, really, really good. Love that campaign. And Phil says he likes Reach's multiplayer the most. I think for the same reason as Russell is that it's the one I had the most time to play on. That's yeah. Cool. I think you, you have one that just slots into your sort of heyday of of doing that sort of thing, and it's going to be your favourite. Yeah. Halo two for me. Halo two. Halo three, and then if we're not talking Halo, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare two. Oh fuck yeah! I, I played so much time into that game. And that, that was yeah. before Call of Duty got to, you know, you go in there now and it's just 12-year-olds with monster energy drink running through their veins. Um, uh, I've, got, I've got to do something with my Friday nights. <laughs> uh, I, I've, I've managed to, that, that bought me enough time to, to dig out some news. <laughs> so, um, Dan, you found the news. found the news, everyone. Um, we'll carry on with Gamescom, though, won't we? Uh, so Xbox Games uh, Cloud Gaming coming to Xbox consoles. I really like this. This is a really cool idea. So if you've got an Xbox One, you'll be able to play Xbox Series X games on your Xbox One through the cloud. Awesome. Now they just need to make I, I love that. I mean, it's all just a bit of Microsoft just saying the words cloud, X, box, and series in a seemingly random pattern. Yeah. With Game Pass chucked in every five minutes. But I'm loving it. It's basically, yeah. What, they're getting to that point. It's still quite confusing, but basically, at some point soon, you'll just be able to play any Xbox, Microsoft, PC game on anything wherever you want. Yeah, is pretty much what they're going for. Yeah, and I love a lot it. harder to do than it sounds. Yeah, it's funny that actually reminded me when I worked, when I worked at um, when I did a few hours on live TV for I uh, I won't say the name, but I did for that TV channel. Um, there was a TV Baby presenter I, I worked with, yeah, Baby Station. There was a TV presenter I worked with who barely did any research um, before his 
shows that uh, was quite famous amongst some of the guest presenters for basically when it came, came to like a tech product like a laptop or something he would just say words <laughs> like it was like and this of course is the coda spark wave laptop 67 gigabyte uh megapixel laptop chiclet keyboard you know it, just, it was just a li- just a list of like words <laughs> so t- tom tell us about it <laughs> you know just like uh, well so this is the basically uh, yeah. in a way that it was michael parkinson though <laughs> yeah <laughs> So tell me, what was the? Yeah. <laughs> so tell, I, want, I want to get a tell us about your fitness video. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some real music, Michael Bublé. We um, real music. we once when when we used to get drunk, when me and Russ lived together with our friend Mike, one of our favourite things was looking through all the the home shopping channels and seeing which ones had free phone numbers. Yeah. To uh, call. <laughs> In 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 a a prank fashion, I suppose really, um, and the one where we called about uh, it was a a, tra- a painting of a train, wasn't it? Or something, and you know, uh, like a diecast model of a train. Or yeah, something. And, and Mike was wondering, "Hello, yes, I was wondering. Um, this doesn't appear to have the right livery on the actual model itself, um, uh-huh. and I was wondering if this is something that could be changed before being sent out." And then they go, right, so, I mean, we'll ask the expert. We'll put you on air and you can ask them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. We should have just gone with it. What the fuck's wrong Hello with Hello there. I was wondering. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this has backfired. <laughs> I think it was three o'clock in the morning and we were yeah. very drunk and probably not at the peak of our creative abilities when it came to thinking of funny things to say. It was when we ordered the holy water, though, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we ordered some holy water from this, like, uh, one of those televangelist guys. Wow. Uh, who was apparently based in Hemel Hempstead. Yeah. And, uh, and then our flat was bombarded with some very persuasive um, junk mail and, and solicitations for donations for the next six months or so before <coughs> they obviously realised that we weren't going to give them any money so it's, and stop it's, sending us stuff. It started out with, like, uh, as we know, um, 156 is a holy number. So just send £156 to me every month and uh, and you will be blessed. And then like it will be, as we always know, all know, 83 pounds 83 is a holy number so just send 83 pounds every month and it just got more and more desperate as the number got smaller and smaller just but they, they kept sending weird stuff as well. they sent like yeah. a little vial of oil that we were meant to anoint ourselves with and then send them lots of money mm. and uh you got the feeling no one ever asked for the holy water <laughs> some weird gloves i think at one point i can't remember what the significance of those was yeah what holy gloves in some legal difficulties that guy because uh, very clearly a fraudster. Yes, definitely. Um, Paul says, prank calling free phone numbers was awesome. We prank called the Vaseline helpline saying that I'd swallowed a whole... A whole <laughs> <laughs> they, ruined, they ruined it by saying the creator used to eat a tablespoon every day. <laughs> That's what they say, isn't it? They say yeah, this, this got... stuff is wasted on the youth today. It's not as much fun just tweeting nonsense at people. There are some there are some people who literally swear by that. Like if they have a sore throat, they they will take a spoon of petroleum jelly and just there we go, all gone. <laughs> okay, sore throat gone, mm. thoroughly lubricated. Yeah, he also said that and getting samples of Tampax sent to all his mates. Oh, but that's what I, that's what I used to do with those like you know that freestuff.co.uk back when I was at university like 2001 2002 that was when it was actually pretty decent and you could go on to free stuff and actually find free stuff 
rather you know and you could just be like oh i'll have a trial of this stuff i'll have a trial of those bars or like you know protein bars or something they would actually arrive whereas these days freestuff.co.uk is filled with i mean everything has a hurdle to entry like you have to like you have to give your email address over you have to give this the actor promise to do that you have to promise to review it you know and all that kind of shit and it's just like no i just want a fucking nutrigrain bar like <laughs> to arrive in the post in about a month's time when i'll be like oh yeah fuck oh, oh cool i got a nutrigrain bar <laughs> you know that's all i want these days come on i'm a man of simple pleasures nutrigrain every now and then yeah exactly just yeah i mean it used to be for me the surprise emails in my inbox like oh cool i forgot surprise i signed up for this email emails just yeah just surprise emails huh but do you remember i told i think i spoke about this on the podcast I, we, we, yeah we know yeah yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> surprise the surprise 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 oh, oh surprise <laughs> surprise <laughs> just every couple of days oh cool <laughs> <laughs> Right, uh, Gamescom then. Uh, the other thing that Xbox announced, the new console. It's, it's a Series X, but it is the Halo Limited Edition Series X. And it is one sexy motherfucker. It's so cool. On, on no account should you buy one, but it's awesome. It looks right. Is this right the right. new one? Yeah. Xbox Series X, new. <laughs> well, it's, it's not new. It's an Xbox Series X with the Halo design yeah. on it. Oh, hang on. Hero Series X Halo Edition. Let's have a look. It is very cool. Oh, fuck yeah. It's good, isn't it? Uh, this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, is the, this, is, this is the grey one, isn't it? Yeah. The limited edition, £700. Yeah, they, they went pretty quickly, so I'd imagine that's a scalper. Yeah, that's a scalper, but right. my God, does the skin look amazing. I know, right? Good looking console. And they often do like they put little LEDs and things in it mm. sometimes as well. <gasps> oh. Although to be fair, it reminds me of that time that I bought the um Halo edition of the Xbox 360. Mm. And of course it fucking errored and bricked. And it got repaired once and then it went out of it, it got replaced by the new one. And then after that they were like, Oh, it's 180 quid to fix it. I was like, What? No. And it's just up in the loft now. Poor thing, probably they, they, clogged with <clears throat> dust and shit. They've just tried to charge me eighty-five quid to fix Sarah's Elite controller because it's out of warranty. Jeez. So I've just ordered the parts and I'm going to give it a go myself. Dude, you built a PC, mate. Like, if you yeah, can... I mean that—that's kind of like a giant Lego kit, though. This actually involves knowing what I'm doing. Have you got yourself like some little screwdrivers? Yeah, yeah, I've ordered them as well. So I'm quite—I'm quite looking forward to. It, I'll be honest. The other thing they announced was the. Uh, Elite Wireless Controller 2 as well. The Halo mm-hmm. Limited Edition Elite Wireless Controller. Mm-hmm. And that is also sexy. Is this the... Uh, the I green think this one. Is it. Yeah, here we go. I'm just having a look yeah. at a picture of it now. Oh, with the gold D-pad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is really good looking. Doing, doing it for me, I can tell you that. Yeah, I am, I am happy with this. Uh, let's have a look. Oh, God. There's someone has posted a picture of all four of the Halo Edition consoles on on a shelf. They've got the Halo Edition Xbox One, the Halo Edition Xbox Elite, and then the previous version, which was the white one, and the green Xbox 360. The wow. 360 is my favourite up until this new one. 
the, the green one yeah 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 it was gorgeous it was gorgeous yeah uh, Dan asked, "How expensive is it just to buy a new Elite controller? They're about 150, 160 pounds. 150, 160. Yeah, they are amazing controllers, though. So, and like, you can't do the whole uh, design studio thing with an Elite one, can you? No, that's why it's such a big deal that they've released a different color for it, like the, the Halo one. So, uh, oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Saints Row <laughs> reboot was announced as well." Uh, and it looks interesting. Loads of people don't like it, but I think it looks fun. It looks pretty good. They've also stuck Saints Row 3 up on the Epic Store for free. Exactly, yeah. So I get on that because that's the best one. Yeah. You have to remortgage your home. Yeah, just even to get it fixed is unbelievable. Getting it fixed costs more than my controller cost. So, yeah. It does, it like, although it's sort of meant to be more extreme and ruggedized, it's also got much more sensitive moving parts in it. Yeah. So probably a bit more prone to failure than than a regular one. Exactly. But yeah, Saints Row looks looks fun. I'm 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 up for some more Saints Row. And as you say, Saints Row 3 on the Epic Game Store is if you've never played Saints Row 3, that's the one to play. That's the sweet spot, I think. That is the this is pretty fucking crazy, but it it's not too crazy and it's still a, an element of challenge. And and like my I remember I was skeptical about whether I was going to play it and my mate goes I'm just going to say there's a level called Gangsters in Space. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm in. Let's well, do this. By the time you finish the prologue, yeah, you've robbed a bank and like drop kicked your way through a crashing aircraft. Yeah, it's it's pretty. It's it knows how to have fun. Yeah, it does. This looks good. Marvel's Midnight Suns. It's a tactical RPG for starters. Uh, team behind XCOM making it, making a Marvel game, and it looks really good fun. A great superhero lineup for the looks of things as well. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not interested in Call of Duty at the moment because Activision is shit. Um, so I'm, I'm still. I mean, I'm also just not interested in Call of Duty really. Yeah. However, Laura Bailey being in Call of Duty Vanguard has piqued my interest a little bit because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I like nice things to happen to Laura Bailey because I like Laura Bailey. Yeah, I like Laura Bailey too. Sorry, my eyes are watering a little bit. I'm not crying. Is it that controller just so beautiful? It's just so beautiful. <laughs> I will. Uh, I would never own these pretty things. <laughs> the Panasonic SCG number one. File this under crazy gadgets. It says on PocketLint.com. Uh, announced at Gamescom, the Panasonic SCGN zero one is a surround sound speaker that you wear around your neck like a travel pillow. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doki V or Dokev, the studio behind Black Desert, was one of the games that genuinely gave us a wow moment. It's an open world adventure inspired by Pokemon, but with stunningly realistic locations. That's <coughs> <look fun. coughs> uh, and Dying Light Two got announced as well. Like, yes, there is a huge following for Dying Light, and I did not realize that. Like, I actually found it quite a fun game. Yeah, me too. But people love that game. Bit of parkour, bit of zombie open world. Parkour, I, I get parkour. it. Yeah, I do. Parkour. <laughs> oh, that episode of The Office is funny. It's one of my favourite moments when when you think that you know it's all going to go wrong, but you don't know how it's going to go wrong. Yeah, you don't expect them to just through fall through the box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. That's very good. Uh, I like the because it's funny. God, it's funny because, you know, it's just funny. Um, okay, well, that's that. 
I'm going to um, lead you in with some news, if that's all right, Tom. Lead me in, because I've got two bits of news, actually. One is actually about die-cast collectibles that I wanted to talk about. There you go. Um, this isn't about that, though. Cyberpunk 2077 developer hires popular modders. Uh, this is on comicbook.com. group of beloved modders from the Cyberpunk 2077 community will soon be working with CD Projekt Red in its official capacity. Fans might know the modders Trade Rain, Night Maria, uh, Bloomster, Arfazo for their work on Wolven Kit modding tool, which can be used for Cyberpunk 2077 and The Witcher 3. Um, so they're hiring modders on their game, which I think for the first time in a couple of years is a step in the right direction for Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is the thing, isn't it? That mm. there are actually quite a lot of examples of games that have been incre increasingly improved by having the community mm. who have actually managed to stick steadfast. I mean, I remember in the early days of Cyberpunk's release, there were plenty of people out there who were releasing kind of back shelf, uh, mods that they'd done themselves to correct memory use issues by the game the game was tapping in it was using memory wrong and uh, was saving things in the wrong places and their mods were just basic infrastructural changes to the game that made it work better for more systems you know um which seems like the kind of thing that i i played at the last mission just because i was so i, I was kind of getting to a point where i was like i just want to see how this ends i just want to kind of see how this game ends and so I played. I just wanted to. End. So I played the last mission. I kind of got to that point of no return where it says, "Just remember, like, you can't go back." And I thought, "Fuck it, I want to start this game again anyway because I think it needs a new go through now." The new patch has arrived, patch one point three, which I'll talk about in a sec. Um, and um, I got to the end of it, and the tray, the, the credits, sorry, run for ages. So much so that they actually have a fast forward button, which well, I think must have been patched in at some point. Um, you hold down F. The quality assurance team is one of the biggest list of names on that and i have to ask what you know if we if we're to believe what we've heard in the aftermath these were the people who were actually saying to the upper brass it, this point, it mate, can't yeah. it can't go out like this it can't go out like this and it was actually the the top that went we've got to ship it like we've said we're going to ship it like just if it's working like we'll get it out the door and then we'll patch it and all that stuff so I just, I just thought these, these are the guys, unfortunately, that are going to have their names run through the mill. Anyway, patch 1.3 is out. The patch notes are exhaustive, are so, so exhaustive. There are several things that they still haven't fixed. The police mechanics are bizarre. Like, you can do a crime and then literally policemen pop into existence around you and invariably they outgun you so much that you're dead. And sometimes their little drone thing doesn't work and it follows you around for a bit and then it loses you like you literally run around a corner and it's like oh well he's gone um you know there's no there's no threat in that open world beyond obviously the police killing you almost immediately but then that feels like a cheap shot anyway um but i have to say from a stability point of view um i've installed patch 1.3 and i've played quite a lot a lot of it and i haven't experienced any of the crashes or blue screens of death that i was getting beforehand so if you are going to get Cyberpunk 2077 now, you are probably going to find that it will be about as stable as it'll ever be. Um, and they have added some new DLC, as they're calling it, which, to be quite honest with you, is pointless. It's cosmetic. It's a new look for Johnny Silverhand. 
it's uh, a couple of jackets it's a new car um it's nothing like what we were promised we're we're in september of 2021 on the timeline which said we were going to have two or three chunky bits of dlc which are nowhere to be seen um I think Cyberpunk 2077, I think CD Projekt Red have just decided that they're just going to piddle shit out. And if they want, if some modders want to come on board and fix the shit, then so be it. Um, but yeah, it's still worth it. It's still a good game now. Mm. Now, the stories are great. Some of the missions are fantastic. Some of the gunplay is really good fun. Um, you know, it's still quite a good world. Um, but it's not, it's not what we wanted. It's not what we were told we were going to get. And we've oh, had to wait. Promise. No, and we've had to wait nearly a year for it to get to a stable point, you know. I don't think this is going to have the No Man's Sky thing. I don't think what we're going to suddenly get is the game, is a game experience like that is suddenly great to play and everything that we all thought it was going to be, because it's not going to be that. But what you have is actually quite a decent immersive sim of sorts-ish, kind of. Yeah, and like, although No Man's Sky was misleadingly marketed... It, it worked. It was a functional game. It's yeah. still one of my favourite videos is the, is the big um, the big trailer with the, the epic music. And then it shows some of the creatures that have been procedurally, gen- procedurally generated. And yeah. they just look utterly ridiculous. And it's the, ba- it's the badly played uh, Jurassic Park theme tune. As it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's absolutely hilarious. One of my favourite <laughs> videos. Um, some comments. Uh, Paul Edge says... A surround sound speaker with a fitting that looks like something out of a saw film. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dan says, modders have been good for patching and fixing games in the past. And Jack says, this is a Bethesda approach. Release a broken game, get the community to fix it instead of you. Yeah, well, so I, if, I mean, if you do that and then you hire those people, you, you can then say, we have fixed it. Yeah, but I, I actually don't hate the idea that, that you can do a good enough job. No, yeah, it's awesome. Also, then the, those people doing that work will actually get paid for it. Exactly. I still, I still think. I, now look, I know that Fallout seventy six was a fucking pile of shit. And apparently, apparently, it's actually quite good fun now. Again, but that's still a couple of years down the line, isn't it? Um, you know, Fallout four when it first came out was still largely intact and is still a more immersive world with stuff going on than Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Like, I know they get a lot of shit, but like, their their open worlds actually are. I mean, look at Skyrim. Mm-hmm. Look at Skyrim and the enduring nature of Skyrim. Like you don't it's get getting re-released again. Yeah, but I know, but you don't get exactly. that without it being a good realized world that works to It'd probably to be point. more more of a newsworthy thing if there was a week when Skyrim was not being re-released on anything. <laughs> yeah. Now play it on a potato. <laughs> they joked um, about it coming out on a fridge. And then it came out on the fridge. They had Skyrim released on um on the on Alexa, didn't they? There yeah. is like a version of Skyrim you can play on Alexa, which I think is quite good. Although I should stop saying Alexa because my little Alexa right here should say no, Siri. Alexa, stop. I... Alexa, do you like Skyrim? Sorry, I don't have an answer for that. So we'll come back to her. We'll we, come back we, to her. We sell speakers at work, and I caught a kid shouting Alexa at them. Hmm. <laughs> Everyone just assumes she's there. Alexa, are you listening to me? I'm designed to protect your privacy, so I record audio only after your device detects the wake word 
or rest right, against touch, touch in defensive there, Alexa. Oh, okay, all right, Alexa. You always know when your request is being sent to the cloud and recorded. Okay, all right, Alexa. Right indicator. Uh, stop, right? <laughs> She's clearly been asked that a few times. Right, no, I'm, I'm had enough of this. Right, you, no, you're going to listen. Yeah. <laughs> like I listen. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. Time. I, yeah, sorry. I won't listen to you. Um, yes. So, yes. Any more comments about Cyberpunk 2077 before I move on to some excellent no, guy Paul, Paul, no, Dan is drinking lager and milkshake. <laughs> I'm drinking, so I stopped off at Burger King on the way home. Because I what literally, is it, Dan? I, I literally stopped, stopped off at Burger King on the way home because I, I came straight from work to, to the podcast. So this was a Coke from Burger King that I still have. Have you got a massive hand or is that a tiny drink? That's <laughs> probably held it up an enormous hand. <laughs> oh, I'm with you now. Perspective. It's it's probably just. I don't know. Apparently, I've got a pretty big hand. Um, I can't eat Burger King anymore. Last time I had a Burger King, uh, I mean, honestly, the middle of the night, it just flew out of me. Um, so, and then I waited a couple of years. I had another one, and the same thing happened. About midnight, one o'clock, woke up, flew out of me. It was literally like what. shoes falling out of a loft, mate. It was <laughs> oh, awful. I'll, I'll report in next podcast, but yeah, I can see yeah. that. I've already, got, it's already knocking on the door, isn't it? I got myself an alcoholic beverage. I got myself a Desperado, which if you have a Desperado, it's chavvy as fuck, but it is really nice. Um, do, you remember, do you remember that um, family guy like cutaway about vodka beer? Hmm. Do you remember that? It, it's, it says beer on the can, but inside is 20 ounces of carbonated vodka. Your wife will <laughs> never know. And walks up to her, she goes, I'm really proud of you cutting down to one beer a night. And he just goes, take your underwear off. <laughs> <laughs> turns, turns to the camera and just goes, she don't know. <laughs> take off your underwear. <laughs> she don't know. <laughs> vodka beer. <laughs> so good. Um, and by the way, I thought I'd introduce a new drink. I've also got a bottle of water as well. Neat tequila. Yes. Yeah. So you know your big, you know your big, um, like hydrate yeah. bottle. Yeah. So I, I got one. I thought I was getting the small one, like the smaller one. Yeah. And obviously the one I got was like the fight, you know, like a fucking water cooler bottle. Like, you know, this, it's like one of them, man. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm walking around got, with this thing, like yeah. fucking chugging like out of the It's two, like, the, two, the two litre one, yeah? 2.2 litres, like, yeah. just, I can't carry in a bag. Yeah, I need can, a bag man. for it. <laughs> like, you know. Well, that's why it's got a handle, Tom. It's portable. Oh, man, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I should be having conversations around it. It's so big. <laughs> Uh, mine, mine smells a bit funny, so I'm going to have to buy a new one. <laughs> it smells mm. funny. Yeah. Gone a bit yeasty. Yeah, it just smells a bit what? funny. So I need to get well, what have you been carrying around in it? Water. Well, why does it smell bad? Like, are you rinsing it out every now and then? Are you giving it a wash? Not really. <laughs> no. I have never taken the lid off. I just fill it through the tiny hole. Yeah. The oh, I, took, I took the lid off. No, I had to stop doing that because the rubber case started coming off of the, like, uh... the stopper, so... So I'm going to get a new one soon. Yeah, they're pretty oh, affordable, actually. Yeah. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to get that. I'm going to get a mouse mat. Yeah, get yourself a mouse mat. Um, shall, I, shall I do some diecast news? Oh, yeah. There we go. News. Sure. Why not? For so, popular culture. For um, yeah, diecast models. Uh, oh, aren't they metal? Uh, the um, So, obviously, there's a new James Bond <laughs> film coming out. That is the jingle. 
That is the jingle what? for Diecast Newton Diecast uh, Model Corner. Oh, aren't they metal? Aren't they metal. <laughs> oh, they? yeah. Diecast News with Tom Roberts. Oh, aren't they metal? <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, that's good. That we should. Re- I'll I'll do a jingle. I'll try and record something. We'll do it Ooh, every, every news. Every news. We'll do. We'll do a Diecast uh, Corner. Oh, brilliant, because yeah. I always have something to talk about diecast models. So I, for anyone who doesn't know, love Corky James Bond cars. They're one of my favourite things, and uh, I collect loads of them. Uh, I'll show you just very quickly because I like to show them off up there. Uh, oh, there is my collection of uh, Corky James Bond cars. Got the Aston Martin over there, the Toyota, uh, various other bits and bobs. Got Wet Nelly, she's up there, uh, and various other ones. I've got some very special gold plated ones at the top as well um don't ask me how much they cost because uh it even makes me embarrassed uh to talk about how much i spent on those fucking things um and uh so yeah anyway uh the new film no time to die comes out corgi has a massive range of really really cool models from the film so obviously we've seen the trailers and there's that one bit where the aston martin is all covered with like bullet holes and scratches up the side they have actually fucking released a version of that um that you can have, and I'm just clicking oh, into nice. it right now, with all of the, uh, shall I drop the link in the chat? Because I don't know, there might be some people who want to see that, I'll show you guys. But it looks absolutely awesome. It's got the machine guns sticking out the front of the uh, of the headlights, and it's just covered with bullet holes and scrapes, and it looks so badass. Um, and they've brought out a whole new line with all these lovely, great big boxes. And for the first time, they've actually bought out a motorbike Corky James Bond car, which is the, the I think it's the Ducati Scrambler uh, that he rides around on, the 1200cc, um, which is really, really cool. Also, the one that is has, has people up in arms at the moment is actually a re-release of the original uh, die-cast Aston Martin that Corky released, which I'm also dropping in the chat here. Now, back in the day, obviously the Aston Martin DB5 is silver, but Corgi thought that because it was just bare metal silver, it looked a bit cheap. So for some inexplicable reason, um, back in 1960, they painted it gold. So all of the Corgi James Bond cars that were released at the time, model 261, as it was known, um, was gold so what they've done is they've re-released that as a limited edition now for ages it's been saying pre-order expected summer 2021 but it is now september and you can still only pre-order it It hasn't actually released yet um and people are up in arms in the diecast world because we just want to get our hands on this because it's exactly the same as this re-release that they just made So it's exactly the same as this. So it's this one, and it comes in a really nice uh, slide-out presentation box here. So this this little version you of it. You can tell. You can tell you've done home shopping. I'm just going to yeah. say that. So it comes <laughs> in this nice little sort of present, and it's really, really nice. This is It's all good. It's all with the, the same features as the original 60s release. So you can actually you can change the uh, registration plate oh, on it. Number plates twiddle around and stuff. Yeah, they twiddle That's around. Cool. Nice. Um, you know, and it's got it's got all nice. It's actually just a slightly smaller size than you're, than we're normally used to. It's actually significantly smaller than all the re-releases that they did. So this one is the is the gold golden eye uh, Aston Martin uh, DB5 with all the working features and things like that. But it's a, the one that they released is significantly smaller. But um, but yeah, still up for pre-order. Apparently coming out in the past. 
So still not out yet. But if you are, um, if you've seen any of the cool uh, No Time to Die trailers, the Aston Martin that is battle damaged and bullet scuffed and has shattered windscreen and stuff like that is really cool. And I'm definitely awesome. going to get my hands on that. I'll show you just one last thing. My, my latest edition that I found in a, um, in a charity shop is the uh, BMW Z3. <laughs> the Z3 from in. Goldeneye. That's what was Z3 from Goldeneye, which is actually really cool. It's got a, um, uh, there's a little button behind James's seat here which drops the headlights at the front and reveals the Stinger missiles that never get fired yeah, in like that, film. That car had, had no gadgets used. Like, Q walks oh. around it saying that it's got all this stuff, and it doesn't do anything. Never does it. But the it toy screen that pops up to go beep, beep, beep a quarter of a second before um, but, but the toy, plane arrives. The toy does it, as you can see there, um, just in that little cutaway down there, so it's a bit dark, but you can see just here... It sews, drop the headlights, and the little stinger missiles pop out. It's pretty nice. cool. And I found that. And apparently, I didn't know this, and I'm, I'm supposedly a collector. This packaging, very rare. The one with this round bit in the corner, very rare. You won't find the director's cut version of this with these for love and money. So I was very lucky to find that. And that's it. That's diecast news. Oh, it's it is, a bit it is exciting that, that they, they do seem to have actually got a concrete release date for No Time to Die as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Before, before, been a Daniel, bunch of, before Daniel, a bunch Craig of Fox's other films yeah, have been it's... postponed or because that that is going to be like the anchor that is going to define the movie release schedule for the next year or so. Yeah, like, absolutely. Now, now that that is in there, so yeah. I think like um, like Ghostbusters has been pushed back a week or so. Jackass isn't coming out till next year. Oh, oh, is this like, a segue, guns, Russ? Top Gun's now not coming out till next year as well. No, nah, fuck it. It's not a segue. You're just gonna you're just gonna blow your load. Is it still a segue if you if you never mind? Uh, so yeah, No Time to Die has got a firm release date, hasn't it? Is it December? Yeah. Uh, yeah. September, isn't it? It's this month. It's this, this month. month. Yes, yeah, this month. Which makes me think that actually what's gonna happen is they're gonna let the film release and then they're going to fulfill all the pre-orders on that car. They're just they've been waiting for the film. I think they've been holding on. Um and then it will all come out. And finally, we'll all get our hands on that beautiful bit of diecast. Is that it is one of the longest delayed films because it was it was basically due to be released as COVID hit, mm. wasn't it? Yes. So it's been finished and done and dusted for like two years now. Of course, they want to recoup their you know they want to re recoup their investment in making the film, and of course, cinemas being shut would have massively impacted that. But now they're yeah, reopening. I don't. I don't think there's any way they would have considered they'd have had to been absolutely desperate to consider a home release for this. Which is why I feel quite bad for Black Widow, uh, because that sort of has been released as the, as a premiere uh, on um, Disney Plus, and mm. I just don't think the uptake has been. It, as wise. it was all right. It didn't do bad. The problem Marvel have got is they've got six films that are now kind kind of like a backlog that have got to be released in a certain order. So it had to be released one way or another. Uh, and I think yeah, they, 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 yeah. they, they tried to get it out. I feel sorry for Scarlett Johansson who got stiffed out of the money they made off Disney plus basically. But um, yeah, well there is that. Um, yeah. I mean, it was a bit like, you know, so I mean, yeah, I, I don't think she's going to be sleeping on the streets as a result of the missed income from this. Yeah. But that's not the point. They, the, 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 the contract should have been renegotiated when 
the release, you know, the, mm. the thing that calculated how she was going to get paid changed. So that should have been the basis for a renegotiated contract. And it doesn't look good on, it's not really Marvel, it's, it's Disney. It does not look good on Disney, how mm. that how that went down. Here's some questions then in the chat. It's kind of gone wild with uh, the best Bond car. Chat's gone wild. Yeah. Best Bond car. What order have we got? Well, there's, there, there's a few here. Uh, and then it went on to best Bond theme afterwards. So we'll do that in a bit. Uh, so Phil Knuckles, this is Paul's question. Phil Knuckles says the DBS from Casino Royale. That's mine. My personal favourite as well. That Even though it, it lasts a total of about five minutes, doesn't it? The noise it makes yeah. is just insane. Uh, Dan says the one that turns into a submarine. I like that one as well. The Lotus. Yeah. It's the Lotus isn't it? I've got her. I've got wet Nelly. Sorry, I have to show her off because she's beautiful. Like wet Nelly is beautiful. What film is it? He drives a two CV around. Uh, I think the two CV is from. Oh bollocks! Uh, I want to say uh, never say never again, isn't it? Saying so. No, it won't be. To uh, James Bond. That's for your, for eyes, your only. eyes only. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Paul Edge says the V8 Vantage from Living Daylights. Uh, what, the one with the skis? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's nice. That's cool and, I mean, obviously, the, the classic DB5, I mean, that is one of the most insanely gorgeous cars ever made. Yeah. With a huge engine, I mean, an unbelievably huge, a four point something, four point six liter engine. I think it was. I mean, fucking yeah. unbelievably large. That's the, that's the one that look, uh, the the, um, the the V eight. The one looked like um, looked like a Mustang, isn't it? It looked like a Mustang. Yeah. Um, I think the one with the pop out skis mm. is actually available in diecast. Mm. Um, then they went on to best Bond themes. Um, so Phil says he likes You Know My Name from Casino Royale um, that is a cracking song it is good I don't, I don't know how Bond themey it is I think it's pretty Bond themey like the one after with the I love the one with Jack White and Alicia Keys yeah that's great I thought that was really good as well um, the Madonna one terrible wank just utter wank not, not a Bond theme yeah um, Dan also then says uh, along with Live and Let Die it is a good yeah. one yeah I mean, um, Goldeneye like, is a brilliant. Goldeneye is great, but that, like that's a a throwback to the like you can't really beat Goldfinger. No, um, it's, it's except that in my head I see Alan Partridge singing it, stalking along the side of a dual carriageway. Goldfinger, but don't go in. <laughs> yeah, that's really good. I but also I I always hear um I always hear him doing glang glang. Glang a lang a lang a lang a lang a lang glang a lang. Nobody does it better. And that's my favourite Bond theme, by the way. Baby, you're the best. Oh, I, I nearly saw something there. <laughs> she um, swings right towards the camera. Too late. <laughs> yeah. What's he? What is he says? Oh fuck. Bit of bush. Bit of bush. Bit of yeah. Oh, bit of nipple. Yeah. Uh, Paul says he's sucker for View to a Kill as another good one as well mm. uh, Grace Jones on Eiffel Tower with Simon Le Bon just for the end bit where Simon Le Bon turns to the camera and goes Le Bon Simon Le Bon I like that as well I like um, 
I hate living, that. Living, living daylights. Fuck you. I like living <laughs> daylights as well. Um, yeah, yeah living daylights is ace. I, I always thought that Timothy Dalton was a good Bond. I like Timothy Dalton as Bond. Dalton was great, yeah. Mm. Very dark. He was a dark, a bit, a bit more of a tortured dark Bond. He was closer to the, the novel version of Bond. Mm. Yes, certainly. Who is, certainly. Who's, who's frankly a bastard. Yeah, I mean, he's not yeah. a nice person in the books, is he? No, he's a cocky, arrogant motherfucker, mm. misogynist. Well, exactly how Bond is described by M in Goldeneye, a sexist, misogynist dinosaur, a relic yeah. of the Cold War, um, which I think is just a perfect way of describing him, which is a real shame because actually Pierce Brosnan for me in Goldeneye, in Goldeneye, Pierce Brosnan is one of the best Bonds. Unfortunately, God, Goldeneye is fantastic. Yeah, unfortunately... Brosnan happened to be Bond at a time when the script started going mental after that. And Tomorrow Never Dies was quite good. That was quite good, yeah. But then it disappeared off a, off a, off a knife edge. Uh, the yeah. World Is Not Enough was awful, uh, really sad. And Die Another Day, apart from the setup, which I thought was really fucking cool, yeah. him being imprisoned. And actually, Die Another Day the song by Madonna, I know we don't like it as a Bond theme, but actually as music to accompany the torture scenes and the deprivation that he goes through for 18 months in a North Korean gulag actually fits really, really well. I think it, I think it works. It's actually quite a harrowing scene, um, you know, especially when you find out that the, one of their prime methods of torture was to repeatedly sting him with scorpions and administer the anti-venom straight after and then chuck him back in the room with the scorpions and then administer anti-venom. And he was just going through this for days on end. I mean, it's unthinkable, really. It's a and, film, though. Yeah, it is a yeah, shy I mean, film. It's, it's a good setup, but then it's yeah. got that bit where he windsurfs up a glacier, which the VFX people are like, no, full daylight. We are 100% confident in our technology to make this look not execrable. Yeah. And the... Uh, the baddie wearing his like knockoff Robocop gear at the end. Yes. And uh, the, the fact that a North, we're supposed to believe that a North Korean Colonel yeah. has had extensive plastic surgery to become an Englishman. Um, you know, Gustav Graves, I believe is the yeah, name. Yeah. Is that the name? Um, so one of my special editions is the die another day, Aston Martin V12 vanquish in gold with the little guns popped out and stuff like that, which was the, of course, the infamous invisible car. <laughs> which yeah. would, would have been one of the best cars up to the point where it can just go invisible. Yeah. Because yeah. other than that, it's got like the spike tyres and the little shotguns that swivel out of the bonnet and things like that. Mm. That was really cool. And the, the bit where that is sort of fighting the Jaguar out on the, on the ice sheet, that's awesome. Yeah. It lands on its roof, so he opens the sunroof and fires the ejector seat to flip it back over. That's yeah. great stuff. And then but he it presses the "I can go invisible" button, and you're like, "Oh yeah, this is fucking stupid." Yeah, and it also has Michael Madsen, isn't it? it has Mister Blonde as a as a crazed CIA um, operative who basically hijacks a sun satellite to destroy the DMZ so that American troops can, or North Korean troops can pour through it and invade the South. Which yeah. is the whole setup for this? Like, it's like, hmm, sounds like a Trump film. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, should we, we talk about Spider Man? 
I mean, we're kind of like, yeah, we're, we're, we don't really have time to do it now. Trailer looks good, doesn't it? <laughs> That's good. Anyway, thanks for watching. Um, <laughs> it looks really good. Come on. Dan, you were saying how they've got a bunch of films backed up. This is an important film yeah. for Marvel. This is the first real new era film where mm. like Black Widow is a prequel kind of and, and the last Spider-Man movie is very much dealing with the aftermath of Endgame. I don't know. Shang-Chi Shang seems, seems to be set within this as well. Yeah, but this is this is coming out before Shang Chi, isn't it? No, is it not? All oh, right. No, Shang Chi's out on Friday. Oh, is it? Fucking hell. Yeah. Okay. This is the second film that's going to be set in the, the sort of the real. And new... there's some more bad news for you. The Eternals is released between these two as well. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, I'm just going to go. <laughs> so, um, yeah. It, but this this is Shang Chi and the Eternals are new new uh, not new franchises because they're all part of the marvel franchise but they are new um uh superheroes that we haven't seen in the mcu before whereas this is the third film and the setup for this so far has been excellent mm. uh, with what we've seen of what could come from the multiverse and from the trailer what looks like dr strange uh, doing his bit to help open the multiverse as well uh, and then seeing uh, the effects of that happen. It almost feels like they're going to shy away from the whole um, everyone knows who Peter Parker is kind of thing. That that's going to be like the first first act of the film, but but then all shit goes crazy, using it as a device to open up the multiverse, basically. Yeah, with Willem Dafoe, um, who's yeah, something of and, a something of a scientist himself. So and Doc Ock, who yeah. is also something of a yeah. scientist himself. Which okay. makes me feel like if the multiverse is opening, hmm. does that mean that we might see a return of Iron Man? No, no. I, I think I think not because I don't think they'd, they'd like Iron Man to return, but I think they're very much aware that Robert Downey Jr. has kind of closed that chapter of his life. Yeah, you, you can't hmm. even with something like the multiverse in play, it can't go as cyclical and just yeah. oh, everyone's back now yeah. as graphic novels and comic books can. Because, yeah, I mean, he, he can't be asked doing any more of these. Mm. And fair enough. Um, couple of, a couple of thoughts, though. Um, the thought is that Daredevil's in this one, which is nice. I'm looking forward yeah, to that. Yeah, it's that scene where he's clearly, like, he's under arrest or something. And you can yeah. see a lawyer-type person slapping some files down on the table. Mm. And you don't see who it is. Yeah, but the rumour is that that's Matt Murdock. That would be very cool. Yeah. Very, very cool. Even um, if it's just a little cameo. That yeah, that's that's we, we just because all that does is say and Daredevil's in this universe and we're using them. That's cool because the the thought is that we're getting uh, what's his face as Kingpin as well uh, at some point. So that's nice. Um, it's um, it just looks it just looks good. It looks like they're they it looks like they are um, doing their like Loki did his part to open the multiverse scarlet which like, I, I get the feeling all these things are going to happen at the same time so like if you line up the last scene of i think it's um wandavision with loki they all they line up perfectly to the moment when um what's his face the one who remains 
um, kind of like raises his eyebrow and goes, ah, and that is the same moment that Scarlet Witch hears her kids in WandaVision. Mm. So I would imagine this is going to be more of the same of that, basically. But we're going to see the the after effects of that in this, which will be, there is no way they can't put Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield in this film now. They have to well, be in this film. In that whole thing that was yeah. leaked and then very hastily yeah. covered up, weren't they sort of glimpsed in that? Yes, yeah. And the fact is that the, the rumour is that when we see Doc Ock, he's not saying hello, Peter, to Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Yeah. He's saying hello, Peter, to um, Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. So we are, we are hopefully going to get into a too many Spider-Man situation. Yeah, loads that's, of Spider-Man. That's quite exciting. Yeah, I'm quite looking forward to that. And then if you can get Jake Johnson to be come in as Peter B. Parker from um, Into the Spider-Verse as well. Yeah, that fully animated. Amazing. Fully animated. Well, I think that's what they should do with Into the, the next Into the Spider-Verse. Have Tom Holland Spider-Man, but have him as live action. Go full Who Framed yeah. Roger Rabbit with it. Yeah, like yeah. Space Jam yeah. technology being applied exactly. to Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, the point is, though, Every other Spider-Man in Into the Spider-Verse is animated in the style of their comic. Yeah, they, they bring their style yeah. and their, their visuals over. So, yeah. I love it. So, yeah, I'm very excited about this. I'm excited about Shang-Chi as well. I might, yeah, I do need to go see that, I think. And then Eternals as well when that comes out. I need to catch up with What If as well because I've watched one episode of that so far. I, think oh, so just... I, I just watched the second one, hmm. the... Um, yeah, that's uh, T'Challa as Charlotte. Yeah. Yeah, it's really it's it's more sort of knockabout fun. Yeah. But it's uh it's it's really good. Joni and I need to watch uh WandaVision yeah. and we need to watch Loki and we need to watch um Falcon and Wind Soldier. Falcon and Wind Soldier. Do I mean do them in that order. Yeah. Yeah, WandaVision first, then I thought Loki was the best, personally. So WandaVision, Loki, and then the Falcon. You could, you could take or leave Falcon and the Wind Soldier. I, oh, I it's, liked it, yes, but it's not, it's not great. It's the worst of the three. Yeah, um, and it's got long-lasting effects on the Marvel universe. You probably want to watch it. So it's the Attack of the Clones of those three. It's better than Attack of the Clones. <laughs> no, but I mean, if we had to place it, it would be the Attack of the Clones of those. What, three. What you mean, the best one? No, it's not that. Yeah, only well, twenty percent of it is really good. Yeah, that's fair. Actually, twenty percent of it is really good. Like, there's two episodes in it that, when something crazy happens, that 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 one episode where that really crazy thing happens, I don't want to give too much away, but Tom probably knows already anyway. Um, that is excellent. How they how they handle all of that, I really liked. Mm. A lot of it doesn't make any sense. It's got mm. a generic bad guy that's not really a bad guy, but. It just, yeah, it's it's a bit disappointing, but it's got long lasting effects and those effects should be quite exciting when it comes to future Marvel endeavors. Mm-hmm. But then Loki more so and WandaVision more so, I would say as well. Mm-hmm. WandaVision's brilliant. WandaVision. I know, I, everyone says so. And I, I, I say I really like Loki. Uh, I think I don't want to give too much away. It's just really good. Loki's great, yeah. yeah. There we go. We talked about Spider-Man a bit. Well, there we go. Applications uh, fulfilled. There we go. That's your fill. So that is the news. 
Uh, and Nils, Nils, Mouse, Mouse, So thank you very much for watching us on the stream. Thank you. Wave, everyone. Wave. Just wave. That's why they're here. Wave. Uh, thanks very much for watching. And also thanks very much for listening. If you were listening to the podcast as well, check out the stream sometime if you fancy it. But if you like to listen, carry on doing what you're doing. You do you, all of you boo. Um, it, we have been the too much time on our hands team. If you would like to interrupt, if you would like to interact with us uh, on any of our social media channels, uh, it's at TMTOH on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Also on Instagram, uh, if you go to our bio, you'll find a link to our Discord server where there's all sorts of chats going on, uh, including all the updates for all the new episodes that are coming out. Dan, are there any new episodes of the podcast that you want to let people know about? Or do you want to plug some of the ones that we've... I mean, we put out three last week, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I had to catch up. I have a couple of things in the chat, just quickly. Phil says, Falcon Wind Soldier is brilliant. You're just haters. Story didn't make any sense. The story didn't make any sense. I love those characters and love the characters we saw in it, but the actual story didn't make any sense whatsoever. It no, yeah. from from region to region, and it's it. I wanted it so bad to be good because I love those characters, but it it's not bad. It's not brilliant though. Uh, and Jack says you'll spoil the Spider Man leaks, but not Falcon and Wind Soldier. Strange priorities. Falcon and Wind Soldier is an actual TV series that came out that Tom is going to watch, and that's why we didn't spoil it for him. The uh, Spider Man leaks are things that may or may not have actually happened. Not priorities. Not strange priorities at all. One's an actual TV series that we didn't want to spoil. Um, so, um, yeah. So it's not straight. It's not. It's not strange priorities. Get your fucking story straight. <laughs> so um, uh, there's with the, the podcasts have already come out that are coming out. I am, however, recording one on Friday to celebrate the start of the NFL season. With, um, we're doing our top five sports films on Marvelling Marvel. Very nice. I'm very excited about. What's your favorite so, sports film? Uh, Field of Dreams, uh, Waterboy, yeah. uh, maybe that one where Gina Thingy and they are the baseball female baseball team. That's a good League one. League of their own. League of their own. I like that one. That was good. Um, <laughs> and what other sports films? The original Longest Yard. Yeah. Um, not the Adam Sandler remake because that was mm. fucking Pooh Bobbins. Um, what other sports games are pretty good. I mean, it's a tenuous one, but Ace Ventura Pet Detective. I know that is linked to sports. NFL. Yeah, but it's, it's linked. But yeah. It has sports in it, so I'm going to count it, whether you guys give me the authority to or not. Anyway, that is a full lid, unless you guys have a favourite sport movie you want to share. Days of Thunder, quickly. nice ball. Yes, Days of Thunder's great. Days of Thunder, that's a good one. Russ, yourself, any, any favourite sports film? Yeah. Cool. Jurassic Park. Uh, play the game today. <laughs> play the sport. Is it a sport? Yeah. Playing playing God, is that a sport? For well, some, maybe. Dinosaur is the sport. Cool. Any given Saturday, Sunday, Adam? Yep, I agree with that. That's that's hovering around my top five. It might not cool. make it. Uh, Jurassic Park, is it a sport? Let us know in the comments below. Uh, so that's your full lid. That's done. We are the Too Much Time On Our Hands podcast team. Russ, goodbye. Night night. So bizarre when I always say that. It's the well, it's the thing that pops into my head the second I can't think of anything else to say. We are the tip so it has podcast. Bye, Dan. Bye. And it's goodbye from me. And on that note, Russ, let's cue the music. I'm Tom, by the way. Bye. <laughs>